Welcome to Leaders and Learners. My name is Tanya McKenzie, and you can find me at the intersection of public relations and leadership. Join us as we talk to organizational leaders, elected officials, experts, authors, artists, and personalities sharing their stories, talking about how they got to where they are and how they continue to learn and lead the way. So without further ado, let's get into it. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of Leaders and Learners, where we all know that the best leaders are lifetime learners. And I'm learning today that our guest, he's learning some new things, too. He, he's doing some new things, and I can't wait to you know, be able to get into that with him. But I want to let you know a little bit about uh, Mr. Jody Fisher. He is the host of the PR podcast. The name says it all, right? The PR podcast. So I've been a guest. His voice is incredible. And then I find out he used to be in media. Oh, well, that makes sense. Um, now he provides sources and information for media. He teaches people how to get media and maximize those opportunities. He's been with a firm for a while. Jody has done some incredible things. When you hear his voice, you're probably either going to be thinking, I don't know, phone sex operator or someone that should be on a radio show. Not sure. I'll leave that up to you all. But he is incredibly informative. He's helpful in the industry. He's a super dad. I don't know. I There isn't really much uh, I can think of to say negative about him. And I looked. Okay, I looked. If he was on White Man Can't Jump, he probably would be able to jump. Jody is just different. He's just different than anyone that I've met in a while. Um, he's from the East Coast, but definitely blends in with the West Coast and California vibe. So I hope you get a kick out of our next guest because I always do. I listen to his podcast. I am always some, learning something new on his show, the PR podcast. So when you do get a minute, if you're not already a listener and a follower, I highly suggest um, that you do this because this is the thing. Even if you're not in public relations, because we have people that watch this program that are just leaders in different industries, you can learn something that will help you get better at what you do. You will learn something that will help you level up your own organization. You will learn something that can help your organization grow, get better, and tell their story better. I learn about, listen, I'm a wine connoisseur. I love wine. He had someone on um, that's in PR for wine, but I learned things that weren't necessarily PR related. It's all about learning and expanding and being able to take what you are given and apply it to your life or your professional um, your professional pursuits to be able to just make it better. Like who's okay with basic? Then if you are, you want the wrong place, okay? And today I'm gonna to bring you an extraordinary individual. Without further ado, Mr. Jody Fisher, how are you? Tanya, how are you? Thanks so much for having me on. I'm I'm gonna hire you to do my PR. That was amazing. I'm just gonna like tape it and just like use that anytime I speak to a group. That was incredible. Thank you. I really, really appreciate it. Hey, you are and I, feel, and I feel the same way about you. You are you are an amazing individual yourself. I sometimes see all the stuff that you're doing on social. And you know, I see you're going here and you're doing this and you're and you're working, and then you're at the baseball field, and then you're working out, and then you're hosting this. And I'm like, how does she have like a time machine where she like stops time and like gets all this stuff in? So I feel the same about you. You're amazing, and, and I'm so glad that I know you. 
I appreciate that so much. Now, I want you to tell the people a little bit about what you do now and how you got to that point, because it wasn't really a traditional route. Sure. Um, that's funny you say it that way, because I feel like it it kind of was. But in any case, um, I am a public relations professional based uh, just outside of New York City on Long Island. So like you said, East Coast, but I love my West Coast. And Tanya, I think it, it came up in my iPhone memories. It's a year ago, just about a year ago that we were in the same place together. We met in person for the first time. Um, oh, a year yeah, ago. Yeah, we, we had breakfast there in your neighborhood. Um, but in any case, um, public relations guy, you know, I'm I, I, the way I comically describe it is I'll get you in the newspaper or I'll keep you out, depending on what you need. Uh, but I work I work with clients uh, in lots of different uh, in, industry areas, healthcare, higher ed, financial services, nonprofit, construction, real estate. I've been doing public relations since 1999 um, and we get publicity for individuals, organizations. I work mostly like you heard with organizations that have great stories to tell. I like telling great stories. Um, and I do that because, uh, and I appreciate in the intro, uh, the, the nod to the voice. I don't think I have a particularly good voice, but I was a radio reporter at one point in my career. Actually, that's how I got started, hey. was being um, a reporter running around with my microphone and my beeper and my bag phone, and I'm dating myself there. Um, but, you know, I was on the radio being a reporter. And when I got tired of that life, I segued into a life in public relations uh, and uh, haven't looked back since. How did you even get into reporting? What was your what was your career looking like when you went to college? Was that what you always wanted to do or did you realize that you were good at something and you decided to make a career of it? I, I, I haven't told this story a lot, but I actually caught the radio bug when I was a wee Cub Scout <laughs> in my mm -hmm. little tiny town growing up in New Jersey. And we went to uh, a local radio station to take a tour of the radio station. And it was probably just some kind of outing. But I looked through the glass and I saw the news announcer. Uh, he was sitting in a dark room with like one spotlight right over him, right next to a microphone. And he was just very slowly and calmly reading the news in this authoritative kind of way. And I don't know what everybody else was feeling at the time, but I was hanging on every word. And even in that moment, I said, that's what I want to do. Um, and as I got older, I, you know, I, I going up through high school and all, I, you know, student newspaper and, you know, editor of the yearbook and all that stuff, anything that had to do with a, a journalistic kind of an approach. Um, and chose the college that I went to based on the fact that they had um, a radio station that I could walk into first day as a freshman and very soon after get on the air. And so uh, I frequently say that I did not graduate from Fordham University in the Bronx, but I graduated from WFUV, which is their 50,000 watt FM radio station. Um, and they, to this day, have a fantastic um, student-based newsroom that does the news and lets lets the students get their hands on actually writing editing reporting being on the air building all of those skills and so being on the air for four years there i had a demo tape the day i walked out the door and i walked into a job at uh, one of the all news radio stations in new york city 1010 wins um which is now the sister station of wcbs which is the place that i ended up at uh, ended my radio career at, but long story short is that 
I took those skills that I built in college, walked right into radio um, and had a, had a career in radio for a very long time until I decided I didn't want to do that anymore. Well, Jody, listen, every athlete can't be an actor, even though they've tried. And every person that's been in the media can't be in PR, even though they try. So why were you able to make or how were you able to make that transition? Not everyone can do that as smoothly as you did. Um, I, I, I chalk it up to luck. I actually met somebody quite by accident um, at an event and I was literally sitting next to her and she leans over. She said, I hear you're looking. <laughs> and I was. <laughs> and she gave me an opportunity and uh, I got a job at uh, St. John's University, uh, which is based in, in New York City. Um, and I was the director of public relations there for six years. But I think what she saw in me um, and what people over the years have seen in me is my ability to tap into my reporter DNA and tell stories. Um, and what I do as a PR person now is I make sure that I keep that radio reporter hat on. And I think like the reporter, I think like the editor, I think like the person who's in the newsroom making the decision on what they want to cover. Um, and I deliver the information that my, you know, the stories that my clients want to tell through the news media in a very actionable kind of a way. And I think that's the, the posture that the best PR people take is they deliver information that is um, actionable. Um, it's got to be appropriate to the outlet. And there's all kinds of other things we can talk about too, but they've got to be able to take action because, you know, reporters are getting a million pitches a day, depending on the size of the outlet, their, their inbox is just rolling over. Um, with, with story ideas from people like me and, and, you know, hundreds others. Um, so they've got to be able to look at something and literally in an instant go, yeah, that's something for me. And I'm going to do that because they're deleting, deleting, deleting everything else. So here's my question and, and follow me here. You, you're not dating yourself, but I think things were done a little differently. So maybe that transition was a little more natural. We know that media has changed a lot, right? And writers and journalists, editors and publishers aren't making decisions like they once used to. So talk to me about what you've seen change in the media in, let's say, the last 10 years in regards to how they choose their stories uh, to publish or talk about or air. And then how does that change how we as media professionals public relations professionals actually pitch those stories because they're not making the, the decisions the same way they did when you were once on air. Yeah. Um, I think uh, the biggest change to our industry has been social media um, and the newsroom decision makers that are around today. Many of them, you know, are younger people in their twenties and their thirties who grew up with social media. And so they evaluate, news, like you said, in a different way. And many of them, and this is also the business model of a lot of the, the media outlets, will evaluate news based on how many likes it's going to get on Instagram or how great the video is going to play on YouTube or, or how many eyeballs they can drive to name your social media channel, as well as put it on their nightly newscast or on their newspaper website or you know what have you. Um, I think the only thing that social media hasn't affected that way is the print product. And we've all heard about, you know, well, we've all been talking about the print product, you know, dying a very slow death over the last 20 years. Um, 
you know, and I think that ultimately that print product is going to go away, like it or like it or not. Uh, so I think social media has probably had the biggest impact on on what news outlets choose to cover. Um, they're still covering what's important to their audience. And really, that's the lens that we look through when we talk about pitching stories. Um, you're not just talking to the reporter that you're pitching, the editor that you're pitching, the outlet that you're pitching. You're talking to their audience. So you know, is it, is it geographically based or is it subject matter based? And, and I, I firmly believe that um, reporters cover stories based on those two criteria, right? Does it serve our geographic audience or does it serve our interest audience? Are people coming to us for this information or are they not? Um, but to answer you, go back to your original question, social media has definitely had the most impact on what stories get covered the most. So I think I'm in my feelings a little bit about the news and how it has changed, particularly the news because there was a time where we actually went to the news for news. I was watching something the other day and my husband was in the background and he said something like, they can't find nothing else to cover. Then <laughs> it was, you know, something completely asinine and irrelevant to real life. And that is literally what they are covering on the news for the clicks. So in that, I have come to the conclusion that podcasts are even better than the news these days because you can actually go to a podcast in your niche preference and get something interesting or something relevant or learn something about said subject. I can go to your podcast and learn something new. I can leave with my chin on the floor every so often by watching your podcast, there are times when I am watching the news and not really intrigued by much of what they're talking about. I don't know how we've gotten here, but I do want your thoughts on looking at podcasts as the new news outlet based on um, you know the subject matter that they're covering. Um, I th uh, there's a really interesting uh, perspective there, and I agree with you. Um, you know, I think there's pro. Um, I think that um, what we used to consider news is we all came home at the end of the day and we watched one of three network newscasts. Right. So we're all on the same page today. We can search out for good or for bad the news that we want to hear, the news that we want to experience. And in some cases, the news that reinforces our beliefs, right or wrong, Um and so I think that's a that, that's both the benefit and the danger of so much bifurcation, and maybe it's not even bifurcation, of news and information that's online. You know, I can spend literally an hour every morning, um, you know, before the sun comes up when I'm sipping my coffee, um, going through my email, my social media, my newspapers, my magazines, and all my aggregate news, news feeds just to get a handle on what's going on that day, where the opportunities might lie, et cetera. Um, and I think you can, you can find what you want to find a lot easier, but you can also be led in a direction that is not um, one that is, is good for our society. Um, and so uh, I do think that podcasts are a terrific way to share news because I think I, I, I think podcasts are, away, are, are not the what they used to be, which is get a million listeners. There are still podcasts that have a million listeners, right? My podcast does not. 
Um, but, but that doesn't matter to me because I'm speaking to a very specific audience. I'm, I'm bringing information to a specific audience that is interested in what I'm talking about. And so in that respect, I think podcasts are a fantastic vehicle um, for not only talking and educating to a particular audience about a particular topic, but uh, then also being able to take that and share that on social media to an audience that might be even larger. Got it. Got it. Well, tell the people a little bit more about the PR podcast and why you even decided to, you know, launch that thing. Um, well, welcome to the PR garage. First of all, this is actually my real garage uh, in, in uh, suburban Long Island. Um, I set up here kind of like maybe everybody did because of COVID three years ago. Um, and if you turned this around, you'd see my whole workstation and everything, but, uh, it's become a pretty comfortable place because nobody else in my family wants to come out here. <laughs> so I'm all by myself every day, uh, which is great. Um, and I launched the PR podcast just because I thought it would be fun. Frankly, um, you know, I had, I had dallied with uh, a video series that was, you know, me looking into a camera, giving tips and tricks and stuff. Um, and it was just boring. And I said, you know, I, I'm a radio, I'm a former radio reporter. I interviewed people for a living. I still do interview people for a living with my clients getting stories out of them. Let's interview the people I know. And so I just started it up. I called a friend. I said, you want to do a podcast? He said, yeah, sure. 120 episodes later, two and a half years later, you know, here we are. So the PR podcast drops every Monday morning uh, on your favorite podcast platform. We interview PR professionals. We interview newsroom decision makers, reporters, editors, photographers, videographers. We want to understand how the news gets made so we can educate people on how to do it better. I saw you have podcast episodes and they have a lot to do with Reddit. Now, Reddit just looks like uh, a lot of stuff going on. It's hard to follow. So give the people a little bit of information about how you use Reddit to get media or be a part of the conversation and what you do on your podcast. Well, actually, I use Reddit as kind of a, a, a sort of a mail-in question kind of a vehicle. Every once in a while, I will just go to the Reddit public relations thread and I'll find some interesting questions and I'll, I'll line them up and then I'll just run my microphone and I'll answer those those questions or give my reaction to those questions um, in real time without reading the comments, without doing any research, kind of make it fun, at least a little fun um, and try to, again, be educational with those. Um, you know, there are questions about how do I get started in public relations or um, what media monitoring services should I use? Uh, I've answered questions about. Um, you know, what's the value of using a, a, a news distribution source, like a news wire or something like that? We can talk about that if you want. I don't think it's such a great idea. Um, you know, lot, lots of different questions. That's, that's basically how I use Reddit for the show. Um, how I use Reddit for PR is I really just think it's a great place to kind of scroll through, maybe like other social media where you can scroll through and sort of see things that are interesting. But there's a lot of great resources in there too, a lot of great links, lots of stuff you'd never think of. I actually have discovered a few different things, um, PR services, PR platforms, you know, all kinds of things, resources that I can use in my job that I never would have heard of had I not just gone onto the Reddit PR thread. Hey, Jody, I want to ask you, is it important to you to work for a company that represents your goals 
and your values. Talk to me about that and the company that you work for now. Oh, a hundred percent. I think, um, and not that you have to find your identity through the company that you work for, but you have to align with the company you work for and you have to align with the clients that you work for. Um, the clients that I work for are mostly institutional clients. Um, they are organizations um, and they are in, you know, I think I mentioned them a specific set of subject matter areas because those are the areas where my strengths are. Those are the areas where my media contacts are. Um, and those are the places where I feel have the most to contribute to the world that we all live in. Um, I think it's really important. You know, P PR people get a bad rap. We're, we're spinners, right? Um, and, and almost to the point where people think that we, we kind of lie in a way. Um, which is the furthest thing from the truth. And um, my great mentor, Howard Rubenstein, who I worked for for almost 10 years, um, one of the greatest PR assignments I've ever had in my life, um, was very, very strict on ethics. Um, he had that Mark Twain quote on his desk saying, if you always tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything. <laughs> and it's true. Um, you, you must always tell the truth. And as PR people, we must always tell the truth for multiple reasons. One, we just need to be ethical. We, we cannot be seen as people who will um, stretch the truth, lie, turn facts on their head. Um, you cannot do that. And, and you know, we saw that uh, in the last presidential administration for four years. And I'm not getting into politics, but let's be honest. There are things that they threw out there as facts that were not facts. <laughs> Period. Well, end of story. Alternative facts is what I heard. Oh, yeah. Alternative facts. That was my favorite one. Yeah, great. Um, but, you know, the, the other reason you need to be truthful and factual is because that reputation follows you around. And I guess pointing to that administration, you know, we can we can say that, too. Um, who's going to believe those people for the rest of their lives? Nobody. I'm not. That's for sure. Not because of anything that I believe politically, but because they were telling me that, you know, down was up and, and the sky was white. Um, it's ridiculous. Um, and so you must be ethical, you must be truthful, and you must be truthful too because the reporters who you are pitching stories to have to be factual and truthful. So you can't tell them that you know black is white um, when when they need to fact check that. <laughs> um, so if if they're going to be truthful, you've got to be truthful, and and there is no downside to being ethical and truthful. In fact. Um, it's the most important thing that you can do, I think, in your profession, whether you're a PR person or anybody else. And the company that you are currently with, does that organization represent you well? Does it represent your values? Well, it's, it's interesting you mentioned that because breaking news, Tanya, um, I have just this month um, gone independent, launched my own public relations agency, I'm still getting used to saying it out loud. Jody Fisher PR. It sounds funny, right? It's I like you put your it. own name on you put your own name on the company, but that's what people know, and that's what people in my network know me for. Um, so, so I have my own company now, Jody Fisher PR. Yes, we're signing clients, so if you're interested, ring me up. Um, but in a terrific partnership, the agency that I was with has hired my company now to service their PR clients as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm continuing to work with the clients that I've been working with for the last six years, which is great. And I'm grateful for that. Um, while I also am able to, to build my own independent business. So what was we're it off about, and running with Jody Fisher PR. What was it about 
um, that independence, that level of independence that you feel like you needed as a PR professional, as a seasoned PR professional? Because I'm guessing you don't suggest that people that are young in the industry do the same thing, right? Um, no, I think, I think that people who are young in the industry need to learn from the right mentors. You know, when I got out of college, as much as, you know, uh, uh, experience that I had behind the microphone that I had, um, I was still a 22 year old kid. Uh, and I went to work in a New York city newsroom and learned from the best people in the business who taught me the right way to do radio. Um, and I think that that is invaluable. And, and, and when I got into public relations, I had some terrific mentors, uh, including Howard, um, who taught me the right way to do things. Um, you know, they, they can also help to expand your network. They can also uh, reveal you to terrific opportunities, business opportunities, but more importantly, I think learning opportunities. Um, and the greatest mentors will allow you to fall a little bit and then help you get back up. Um, and I, and I'll never forget some of those experiences as well, because they're so important. Um, you've got to surround yourself with good people. You've got to surround yourself with the right people, um, who will help you along, um, have your back, uh, and, and, and help you learn as much as you possibly can. And look, I, like I said, I've been at this, at this PR thing for, you know, what seems like a lifetime, <laughs> at least half my life. Um, and I'm going to be in this business for another couple of decades. So um, I'm always learning. Well, let me be the first to congratulate you. Well, maybe in our circle. Uh, congratulations on starting your own firm. Thank I would you. love to at some point partner with you and do something very cool because I know how much fun it is to work with you, be on your podcast and all these cool things. Um, but congratulations. I know that's a big deal. You. And, you know, I'm wishing you well. You have an incredible amount of respect in the industry, and I'm sure that it's going to show in everything that Jody Fisher PR produces. So thank you for sharing that here, and you know, best of luck. I'm really worried about it because you're pretty awesome at everything you do. So yeah, guys, um, that list of subject matter that he rattled off, if you need some help, he is the doctor, okay? He will work on it for you and he will make sure that you and your brand and your message, your stories are ready to be told um, to the larger audience. So again, Jody, thank you so much. Hey, what are, when you're not doing PR and you're not on the podcast, uh, what, are, what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, I'm. You said it best. I'm running around being a dad. I have two young kids, 13 and 10. Uh, baseball season is coming here on Long Island. And so we're getting ready for that. Um, the daughter plays baseball. Um, the son is a guitar virtuoso and computer nerd. So I, I've got a little bit of both of me, a little bit of me and both of them. Um, but we're just running around, you know, having fun, doing our thing. Uh, we are very much looking forward to warm weather here in the Northeast. I know Tanya, California, you kind of got it all the time. I know you had your, your weather troubles recently, but, uh, I'm jealous of that California weather. Jody, the weather here has been so bipolar. I'm thinking Mother Nature needs some medication, okay? I'm talking about hail and snow in Manhattan Beach. Uh, the roads are falling apart. My husband made a comment the other day. He said, you know, why is California the only place when it rains, potholes just start popping up everywhere? Like, it's just a mess. 
So I am looking forward to some warmer weather too. Hopefully it comes sooner than later because yes, it is baseball season. So I want to ask you, when we talk about values and um, you know components of your business that are important and elements of your job that you try to uh, display when you're doing your work, all these cool things, I want you to tell me about some of the things you never want to be associated with. When I do a lot of brand work with my clients, I want them, because we all want people to say great things about us. Oh my God, she's amazing. But tell me about some of the things, give me three words that you would never want associated with you or your work. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, I am big on kindness. Um, I, in fact, I just posted something on Instagram this morning. It costs nothing to be kind. Mm. Um, and I think kindness will follow you around wherever you go. Um, you're always going to run into somebody. But I think kindness is the cheapest um, and easiest way um, to build a great life. Uh, and I try to be kind to as many people as I possibly can. Um, I, I talked about it before. I think, I think another word I'd never want to be associated with is unethical. Um, we, you know, it's, it's very easy to say that you're ethical when you don't have challenges, but we run into challenges. A lot of times we run into challenges and I think it's important to be ethical in everything that we do and to be honest in everything that we do. And I think the last word that I'd never want to be associated with is indifferent. I'm passionate. Um, I run at 11 a lot. <laughs> you know, I have, I have the volume turned up almost all the time uh, and sometimes to my detriment. Um, but but I, I think a life of indifference is probably a pretty boring and awful life. We talk about this in our PR group often in regards to being indifferent. That could actually get you in some trouble in this industry. Yeah. Talk to I'm us sure. about that. Yeah, like, like, I mean, and I, I define indifferent as like, I don't care, whatever. Um, you know, I have no opinion. You have opinions. And that's what makes life fun, you know. And, and I'm not saying opinions like we all need to agree. We don't need to agree. It's okay to disagree. Um, that's what makes life interesting. And that's frankly how you learn some things too. Because, you know, if somebody points something out you didn't think of, and then you think about it and you go, oh, that's interesting. Okay. I can consider that. That's, that's, and maybe even changes your mind. And I think change is a sign of growth. So, so, so changing growth is terrific too. Um, indifference is, like I said, indifference is just boring. It's like vanilla. It's like, Oh, really? Put some sprinkles on that thing. <laughs> yeah. But, but Jody, I like vanilla. Vanilla is good. You can do so many things. Oh, I'm not. Vanilla. I'm not knocking vanilla. Actually, I'm not knocking vanilla because you know what? You can you can put lots of things on it and make it taste just the way you want it to taste, which is cool. So I'm gonna do. I know you have your, uh, you know, quick questions on your PR uh, podcast, but, and I have a couple for you. I just want to run by and just kind of get your thoughts so people get to know who Jody is a little more. Um, Thanksgiving or Christmas. Oh, um, wow. Great one. I'm going to lean Christmas only because I have little kids. Mm. Um, one, one, is, one is in the club. One is still not in the club. And just seeing that reaction is, is, is still fun. <laughs> she probably mm. knows, but you know what I mean? <laughs> it's still it's fun. interesting that you say that because you are so gracious and thankful and joyous that, you know, that's, pretty much what Thanksgiving is all about. But 
I could see you going either way. It's I that like surprise that. element. And I love, I love seeing people surprised and happy and excited. Um, you know, and Thanksgiving is wonderful to be with family uh, for a limited amount of time. But, <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, that, 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 that spark that you get on that Christmas morning, that's, that's my jam. I love it. Uh, TV or radio? Radio. I love TV. I love my TV reporter friends and all. But radio is the, what is it? The theater of the mind. Mm. You have to be a great writer, a great writer to be a radio reporter. Um, radio reporters tell stories in 30 to 35 seconds. Um, it's usually one or two sentences. That's hard to do. Um, love radio. My first radio broadcast. Plus it's anywhere. It's anywhere. It's anywhere, it's anywhere you can be. It is. My first one, I was talking so fast, though, I almost lost my tongue. I was like, oh, my God, let me get this out really quick. But it is uh, it's great. Podcast or radio? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, see, I should say podcast, right? Because I'm a podcast host. Um, I still I still like my radio. My challenge is, is that I don't use my radio in the car anymore. And I'm actually streaming through my phone a radio what? station, or I'm listening to podcasts. So I guess I'm going to say in reality, I listen to more podcasts than I do radio, but I, but my, my heart is still in radio. Gotcha. Gotcha. Hall and Oaks or Ram uh, or Wham? Hall and Oats. Come on. I got the Philadelphia thing. They got the soul. Oh, come on. Okay. Influences and the Motown influence. Come on. You've got to be Hall and Oats. I mean, you know, I, I'm R&B all the way, but I'm an 80s baby, so pop culture is knee-deep in me. So, yeah, um, Janet Jackson you make or my dreams come true, baby. Come on. Oh, my God. Janet Jackson or Whitney? Ooh. Um, I like Janet. Yeah, a little edgier. She is. Uh, Michael I like or the Prince. edge. Michael or Prince? Which, um, what was the first one? Michael, Jackson, or Prince? Oh, Prince. Oh, come on. Nothing against Michael, but come on. The forever debate. Last one. No, that's no debate. Come on. Now, you know that. There's no debate on that. Listen, <laughs> don't, don't put me on the spot. This ain't, it's not for me. It's not for me. That halftime special, that still is a, my favorite halftime special of all time. And I know that's the least of what he ever did with his life, but I mean. Come on. Really? Amazing. Has it always been? Okay, so what happened before the halftime special? Was it always Prince? I'm just asking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, absolutely. Come on. I'm I'm a you know 70s, 80s baby too. You know, I I that was that was the radio when I was growing up, was all Prince. Actually, it wasn't enough Prince looking back. <laughs> I love it. It was like white people's prince. It wasn't like Prince. <laughs> you know what I mean? said Lizzo. What you are we dip into the catalog right to get the good stuff? Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, last one: baseball, basketball, or football? Baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Is that only because just, the kids I, play, or you've always? No, loved no. You know what? You know what I tell people: baseball is the greatest game in the world. You know why? Because it's the only game in the world where the defense has the ball. Mm. Um, really? I also love the fact that 
well, up until this season, we didn't have a game clock. We st- well, we still don't have a game clock. We got a pitch clock now, which I'm still not on board with. But um, there's just something, I don't know, meditative, pastoral, just enjoyable to sit and watch a baseball game and to watch sort of like when, when you've got really great athletes who are playing, you know, and like it's it's a no hitter or it's somebody or is watching Aaron Judge last year. I don't care what team you rooted for. You watched Aaron Judge, right? You wanted to see him hit that home run, right? Because that's what baseball's all about. Um, it, it's just baseball, man. Baseball all the way. I can sit for a 12 inning stretch with some sunflower seeds and a Slurpee and be as happy as I was at Disneyland. Like that is my Disneyland. It's crazy. It's, I couldn't agree more. It's we already crazy. have our Yankee stadium tickets. We already got two games, two games we're going to already this year. I don't think I've been to more than five in the last 15 years. Well, I don't know what my can't. giants are looking like this year, but my nephew is playing for the angels. So we'll, we'll be fine. All right. I know. We can root. We yeah, can root. We, yeah. Absolutely. So listen, let the people know how to stay in touch with you, get in touch with you, stay in touch with you, get some podcast uh, info from you and make sure that they continue to watch this journey because I'm thinking that Jody Fisher PR is going to be making a splash in the industry and your clients are going to be making a splash uh, with some headlines. And I just want those that are listening to be able to benefit from that. So give them all the good stuff, Jody. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Let's start with the, with the podcast, right? Cause that's why we're here and we're here in the PR podcast studio in the PR garage. Um, like I said, the PR podcast uh, comes out weekly on Mondays, uh, your favorite podcast platform, just search for it. We're also on social media at the PR podcast. So look us up there as well. Um, if you want to get in touch with me directly, um, for, for anything, uh, email is Jody at Jody We got the website set up as well at Jody Um, and, and if you, if you've got a story to tell and you want to tell it through the news media and you think, um, that I can give you a hand, uh, I would love to, to have a conversation with you. Um, and I'm a firm believer too, in, even if I can't help you, I want to refer you to somebody who can, because I really think that everybody has got a story to tell. They just have to figure out how to tell it. And as PR pros, that's what we do. We help connect those great stories with the reporters who can tell them. Awesome. Jody, thank you for being here. I absolutely look forward to watching all the joys that you're going to bring to the rest of us through your podcast, through the stories that you help tell finding the right angle to trigger something in us. You are so good at this work. I'm so excited for you. And hell, I'm excited for us because we had you. So now we can say we had Jody. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you so much Thank for being here. Thank you so here. much, Sonia. Thank you so much for having me. I, I so appreciate it. Uh, I, this has been wonderful. Um, and, and thank you to you for doing all the great work that you do. I, I take inspiration from you, watching you, what you do. And I'm like, I've got to be more like Tanya. You better cut it out. You guys, thank you for being here and we'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for showing up to the podcast where we all know that the best leaders are lifetime learners. When you get a sec, take a moment, leave a comment. What do you think about today's episode? And share it with someone that you know could use the gems that were dropped today. 
follow and subscribe. You don't want to miss who's coming up next. You never know who could show up here and what they could say. For your professional needs, marketing, PR, communications, and leadership, make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at Sand and Shores or hit us up at sandandshores.com. Again, thanks so much for showing up. We appreciate you and we'll see you soon.